This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What's going on, DMV? You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement, Linnell Willingham. Here with you on the fan ride with me for the next two and a half hours. I'm here with you until 3.35 today here on this ugly, muggy, rainy, nasty, slimy. I'm out of adjectives, but you get the point. It's a mess outside Uh, here in our nation's capital. This Saturday afternoon, we got a lot for you. Buckle up. Plenty uh, to discuss. It was a busy, busy, busy week in the sports universe once again. And I'm here to talk about it with you. Uh, So let's get rolling. Bradley Beal officially putting pen to paper uh, on his new $251 million max extension. He spoke to the uh, D.C. media yesterday for the first time since getting the new deal. And there was plenty of good nuggets and sound from that. And a lot of lip service, I felt like, uh, on the behalf of Tommy Shepard and Wizards owner Ted Leonsis. We'll get into some of that later on in the show. Uh, We had a big-time NFL trade that was made. The Cleveland Browns finally, finally, officially uh, closing the book on the Baker Mayfield saga after months of speculation on whether or not he'd be traded or not. He was finally dealt this week to the Carolina Panthers uh, and a move, quite frankly, I like a lot for the Panthers, not because I love Baker Mayfield. I actually can't stand Baker Mayfield. I think he's overrated. I thought he should have never been the number one overall pick. That's here nor there. I like the move on first blush, though, for the Panthers. I think Sam Darnold is just so bad that anything should be considered an upgrade. Uh over him. So Baker Mayfield is going to have to go in there and compete. And I don't even buy that notion that he's going to have to compete. I think if you trade for a guy, especially this late in the process, as we sit mm, 18 days away from the start of training camp around the NFL, if you wait till 18 days before camp to trade for a quarterback, odds are you're probably going to be starting this guy. So I'm not really reading in and buying all the hype about and potential about there being a legitimate quarterback competition in Carolina between Sam Darnold and Baker Mayfield. Um, They went through a circus of quarterbacks last year uh, with Matt Rule's squad, Cam Newton, P.J. Walker, Sam Darnold, you name it. Uh, Anybody with a live arm in in, in the state of Carolina was able to play quarterback for the Panthers last year. Uh, 2.30, Odyssey NFL insider Brian Baldinger I will join the show to go a little bit more into detail about the Baker Mayfield trade. Uh, Plus, I will get to ask him his outlook for the Commanders 
heading into 2022. I mentioned just 18 days away from the start of training camp for our Washington Commanders, so we'll talk plenty of NFL here on the show, and you all know how I get down. It's the People Show. You can tap in with me, MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. If you've got a smartphone, which I hope you all do, it's 2022. You can tap in with me on Twitter and Instagram as well, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Like I mentioned, plenty, plenty going around and going on in the sports landscape. Summer League action in full swing. We've seen bucket buckets uh, being gotten so far uh, in the Summer League. A lot of these young cats out there making a name for themselves uh, out there in Vegas at the Thomas and Mack Center. Um, the Wizards, they'll play their first Summer League game tonight. Tonight, like I said, from the Thomas and Mack Center out there in Las Vegas. It's been the day we've all been waiting for. Uh, the last time... I had our good friend Chase Hughes on here from NBC Sports Washington. He dubbed this this game tonight as the most important summer league game in the history of the Washington Wizards. And I said, whoa, Chase, chill. No, though, I, he's not sizing it. He's not sizing it. Big time stuff will be figured out tonight. I know a lot of people um, waiting to see the debut of Wizards first round pick Johnny Davis. And it's not just about Johnny Davis uh, for me. A lot of it is, though, because we want to see what this guy is, what, what kind of stuff this young man is made up of. But it, it should be a damn good game. They're going up against the Pistons Summer League team that consists of last year's number one overall pick, Cade Cunningham, and then this year's number five overall pick on uh, Jaden Ivey. So it's definitely going to be some bump out there. Expect it. To get very unchy at the Thomas and Mack Center, high competition level there as these young cats trying to prove they belong and, and make their stamp and giving them their organizations a good first impression of what they got. So it was guaranteed to be a good one. Um, Pistons rookie Jaden Ivey probably had this one circled uh, on the calendar as soon as he got picked up uh, in the draft because the last time he and the Wizards rookie Johnny Davis met was in college. We've talked about it before here on the show. And the last time they met, it was an early January game in the Big Ten. Johnny Davis got the better of Ivy, giving him 37 of them things. 37 big points. Johnny Davis gets the win. So I know uh, Jaden Ivy itching uh, to get back and show Johnny Davis you know, who's the better of the two guards. And, I'm, and I know my man Johnny Davis ain't going to go like that. So I expect it to be a hotly contested contest tonight. Uh, so tonight's Summer League action definitely Something to look forward to here. More big-time money given out in the NBA. Damian Lillard showing some more commitment. For what reason, I don't know. Uh, to the Blazers organization. He inked the two-year extension worth $122 million. That, uh, in addition to the current contract he's in, this new extension uh, will keep him in Portland through the 2026-2027 season if Dame chooses that. Uh, he's got a player option uh, in that 2026-2027 year. And a lot riding in the summer league for the Portland Trail Blazers as well. Their number seven overall pick, Shaden Sharp, um, got hurt already in the first summer league game that they played. And for me, that's not a good sign. That's not a good sign. Dame actually, uh, they, they, you know, in summer league, ESPN's coverage, they do a nice job when the game gets boring. 
there's so many celebrities and stars um, at the Thomas and Mack Center right now watching these young boys hoop. ESPN went and cut to Damian Lillard being interviewed. I can't remember exactly who was interviewing him, but it felt like he was given sort of a subtle message to the Portland Trailblazers rookie shade and sharp, basically saying, look, in this league, the only way that should be good is work. You got to put the work in. And he continued to hammer home on that. I know, unfortunate situation for Shaden Sharp, uh, suffering an injury in the, his first summer league appearance. And I'll work to try to find that for you guys, just exactly what happened to Shaden Sharp and the severity of the injury. But not good. Um, there's still a waiting word uh, on, on his health. But not not a good sign if, if you're Shaden Sharp because, like I mentioned, a season ago at Kentucky, he didn't play a damn game. He didn't play a game. You got to go all the way back um, to his time at, at the Dream City Christian School to really see what Shaden Sharp is about. Uh, they drafted him seventh overall. Uh, it's a six-six guard that can really fill it up and, and show tremendous athletic ability uh, in high school in his hoop mixtape. One of the best uh, high school highlight tapes I've ever saw. Just showing off great touch. He's got length. He's bouncy. Plays above the rim. But the injuries, the injuries have been something that's held this young man back. And right now, early on here in his tenure with with the Blazers, it's not looking good. It's not looking good. Five-star recruit hurt once again. Like I mentioned, the Blazers waiting, awaiting word on his health. So we'll get that to you guys as soon as it becomes available to us. But when they took Shaden Sharp number seven overall, with the Blazers, the expectation was he was going to be able to come in here and help Damian Lillard carry some of this scoring load and, and, and hopefully play next to him for the foreseeable future. Uh, he's got to get on the court first. So summer league action, definitely something to look forward to. This actually just happened before we came on to the air. The Commanders uh, unveiling their 90th anniversary patch that will be displayed on all the uniforms this year. Uh, the franchise of many names, I like to call them, uh, celebrates 90 years of existence here in 2022. So the Commanders putting a nice commemorative patch on there. And, you know, 90 years of existence with this football franchise. Like I mentioned, the, the team of many names. I'm going to celebrate 90 years. The patch is something I love. I think it looks sweet on these uniforms that are already slept on, in my opinion. I know on 2222. Everybody was all up in arms about not liking the name, but these uniforms and helmets, they're hard. I'm telling you. I'm telling you. And I think uh, the commemorative patch is a really nice touch uh, to these uniforms. I just retweeted it. Uh, You can get at me on Twitter, N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P, if you want to take a look at exactly uh, what I'm talking about. And another cool thing the commanders are doing, in addition to that commemorative patch, is the team putting together a list of the 90 greatest commanders, players, and coaches uh, in the history of the team. They've already selected 80 members. The fans, you guys, me, you, uh, will get to choose the remaining 10 players by voting from a list of guys at commandlegacy.com. We'll get into that in more detail later in the show, but a little spoiler uh, for you guys out there, the pettiness uh, of, of this organization, in my opinion, is going to be its downfall and, and why they can't retain guys and, and, and are struggling to create 
and recreate that rich tradition and history uh, that everybody likes to talk about uh, with this team. But also, it was a big week for our local hockey team here in town. The Washington Capitals making their first moves in what is a super, super important offseason for Brian McClellan and company. They traded goaltender Vitek Vanacek uh, to the New Jersey Devils, which we knew uh, was a possibility. The gold mining situation uh, in D.C. was less than to be desired. Uh, Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov, you know, really back and forth last year between who was the primary goaltender for this club. Uh, both had some highlights and lowlights. Um, we knew that trade was a possibility. We knew this team wasn't going to go into the 2022 season uh, with Vitek Vanacek and Ilya Samsonov on the roster. Vitek uh, obviously being the odd man out. They re-signed one of their own yesterday, agreeing to terms with defenseman Lucas Johansson on a, on a uh, two-year deal worth a little over a million and a half dollars. Uh, we'll get more uh, on the caps here after this break. I'll be joined by the radio voice of the Washington Capitals, John Walton, the Walton Stars, what I like to call him. Uh, one of the best play-by-play voices in the industry. He'll join me on the other side of this break to talk all things Washington Capitals. Don't go anywhere. Ride with me. You're listening to 106.7 The Fan. We're also streaming live nationally on the audio. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can waste another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can conquer it. I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. Any road. The steeper, the better. Because my all-new Santa Fe is available with H-Track all-wheel drive, so I can hit the trail without a worry in the world. Heck, with three rows and best-in-class rear cargo space, I can pack the whole family in with all our gear. We've got available dual wireless charging for our phones, so we'll never lose touch with civilization, and we won't lose touch with the primordial power of Mother Earth. So which is it? Waste the weekend or do something a little more epic and conquer it in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Washington Capitals select from Omsk, Russia, Ivan Reshnichenko. I think he's the most talented player in this draft class. What? Yes. Awesome. Outstanding. This is a steal for Washington Capitals right here. I think he'll be a superstar in the NHL. Hi, fans. See you soon. We don't have a lot of data on him, but he excels in driving to the net in the offensive zone. He capitalizes. He scores. Congratulations, man. I'm so happy. Come here, Mike. Welcome back. Linnell Willingham here with you on the fan till about 3.35 today before we hand things over to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler for Nats Baseball. They're in Atlanta uh, playing the second game with the Braves. 
as you just heard, coming back from Break the Capitals, new first-round draft pick, whose name, I'll admit, I have not gotten the ability to learn how to pronounce yet, but the man right now joining me on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter, beat the books, download the BetQL app. I'm sure you know how to pronounce the name, Mr. John Walton, the radio play-by-play voice for your Washington Capitals. What's going on, John? Hey, Linnell, it's great to talk with you for the first time. And, uh, yeah, this is uh, one of the things that we do with names is when they come to town for the first time, we want to get them to say it for us, whether you're <laughs> Joe Beninati or you're me. Uh, I've learned over the years that folks know their hockey. They don't always get the names right. So we want to make sure that we nail that uh, when they come into town. Now, all of them that were drafted in Montreal. Looking forward to seeing a lot of them at development camp in Arlington this week. And John, if you could start off just by talking about the new Caps first round pick and and, and give your first stab with me at least of trying to pronounce this thing. I heard a lot about him coming out and his him overcoming Hoskins lymphoma and a lot of people thought this was a steal for the Caps. What do you think he brings uh, to the squad in 2022? Uh, I think is how we're going but I'm going to ask him this week. I'm (laughs) assuming we're going to see him in camp. Uh, you know what? I mean, uh, some size for sure. Uh, anybody gets up over six feet, skating ability shot. And, you know, you mentioned a Hodgkin's lymphoma. This is really the second year in a row where uh, the Caps have taken someone who fell to them. I mean, keep in mind, the Caps have been so good for so long right. that you, they don't get top five picks. They're, uh, you know, 20, 30, whatever it happens to be. I mean, they were the last pick in the draft when they won the Cup in 18. So, you know, a lot of times you're trying to find that diamond in the rough that maybe fell from a spot that maybe they would have gone higher. And I think that, you know, the, the, the Hodgkin's lymphoma that, you know, scared some teams off. I mean, the ability yeah. was there. I mean, this is somebody who was thought to be a top five pick, and you get him at 20. Henrik Lapierre was kind of in that same boat. It wasn't Hodgkin's lymphoma. It was a history of concussions, and they were a little worried about uh, you know, his stamina, he wasn't a big guy, but everybody said this kid's going to, he's got unbelievable NHL skill. And we even got to see that a little bit last year. He made the team out of camp, played a, a small handful of games at the beginning of last year. And that was a great thing, Linnell, because now as the Caps are going to miss Nick Backstrom for a while, the hope is that last year's number one and, and LaPierre is going to be able to step in and take some of that ice time away. The Caps are trying to fill with internal options yeah. at building through the drafts important, and that's what they're going to try and do with LaPierre. That's what we're going to try to do with another former number one uh, first-round pick in Connor McMichael. And, uh you know, hopefully uh, the guys that were picked in Montreal will filter through here in the next couple of years and make the Caps younger and faster. Yeah, uh, the, the team has drafted pretty well in, in, in recent years. And, and, John, the Caps have plenty of holes uh, for the first time in a while. You know, they haven't really, you know, been super active in free agency in the past. Do we expect that to change this year with, with, with the expected holes that we have going into camp? It's a great question, and the the answer is maybe, but they're not going to swing for the fences. I don't think you're going to see that this week when free agency opens up at the end of the week. Brian McClellan made it pretty clear that the hope is, and the expectation, if not anything definitive, is that we're going to see Nick Backstrom at some point, maybe later in the season. If that's the case, you can't allocate his $9.2 million to another player because he's not going to be on long-term injured reserve for the whole year. So you're not going to get a replacement for him from the outside. 
And the problem with free agency, it is the chance to try and fix a hole or two. But unlike the other sports, uh, it is difficult with a hard salary cap to fit everybody in and have a lot of money to spend. The cap spent all the way to the cap, and they don't have a ton of room. So is there someone that they can get uh, a depth defenseman? Sure, I could see it. They've got, uh, they have got—they need a goalie. They definitely yes. are going to get a goalie. 100%. It's a matter of whether or not is it free agency. Could be. I think it's going to be more the trade route just because you have more cost certainty when you go the trade route. If there's, a, for instance, a Jonathan Quick in Los Angeles, good veteran guy, one more year on his deal. Uh, they're ready to turn to Cal Peterson, the kid in L.A., so maybe someone like that's available. Uh, you know, There are others, but I think that's what's going to be interesting to me is do they go the trade route or do they go the free agency route? I'm leaning trade, but to your point, uh, it is possible uh, that someone may fall via free agency, and I don't think on day one you're going to be able to have a whole lot of dollars to throw at somebody. But, hey, a guy's there after a week or two and you like him, uh, maybe that's the way that Brian McClellan and hockey operate. Lost you there for a second, John. Uh, joining me right now on the BetQL guest hotline, Bet Smarter Beat the Books, the radio play-by-play voice for your Washington Capitals. You can follow him on Twitter at John Walton PXP. And, and John, you mentioned the goaltending situation. Obviously, the deal that they made earlier in the week uh, shipping VTech Vanacek to the Devils. What was the difference uh, uh, in that move, and why wasn't it Sam Sonoff getting shipped out uh, instead of instead of VTech? Yeah, I mean, I think when you're talking about goaltending, I, I'm a bad seller here, but I, I I think they were looking, and what Brian Mullen said yesterday, you know, they did weren't necessarily dead set on moving either VTech or, or Elio for one versus the other. Uh, but when the opportunity came, New Jersey came calling, and Elias Samsonov, first-round pick, the more athletic of the two goaltenders, I think I understand. Uh, while neither had a terrific year last year, uh, I think I understand why, when you look at Elias Samsonov, there's still a bigger him. And if you can get a veteran to come in and maybe show the, the, the ropes a little bit, too, and kind of reinstate some of that confidence he might have been lacking last year, I think that might be a good call. And uh, hopefully he can continue to grow his game and develop. You, you hit on Nick, Nicky Backstrom there a little bit. Can you go a little bit more into to detail about the exact injury he's dealing with? I know uh, the hope is that we can see him sometime later in the season, but I know with that hip injury, it, it's something that, you know, it, it kind of heals on its own. It heals as it wants to. How, how much can we expect from Backstrom next year, and, and how do you expect them to fill his void in the meantime? Yeah, I mean, that's the real question, is it's hip resurfacing is what it's called. A doctor in Belgium has done it. Other athletes have gone through this. It's difficult to know the recovery, and it's difficult to know if he is able to come back to something close to 100%. I don't think the most optimistic among us think that Nicky's going to be able to regain his form 100%. But if he is able to be better than he was last year, he tried through rest. He didn't look comfortable uh, pretty much when the year was over. And I think the real question is, you know, can he continue his career? I think we all hope yeah. so. He's a Hall of Famer in ways to bring to this city, including the company team, along with Alex Ovechkin, we'll never forget. 
But, you know, I think there is some concern. Uh, what level is he going to be able to be at when he gets back, if he gets back? And I think the expectation is he will, uh, but we don't know in what capacity and what he'll be able to, to provide. So I think for this year, I think there's a lot of open and wishing. Um, I think it's backed with some medical science, too. It's not blind faith here, but, uh, you know, I think there is some, uh, there is some, it is a little scary. And, you know, the Caps are leaning on the youth, as we talked about, to try and fill that hole. And hopefully in the meantime, they're able to. And, John, obviously the Caps, in my opinion, have been the standard here in town as far as the D.C. sports teams. Eight consecutive postseason appearances uh, for the squad and, I wanted to ask you, John, Alex Ovechkin obviously has been a huge part of this thing. Um, his ability last year to come out and, and start as hot as he did, how much longer can we expect him to keep continuing this level of high play going in his, his, his late 30s? Well, it's funny. Uh, you know, for mere mortals, you think when you're in your mid to upper 30s in the NHL and you're a goal scorer, you know, that's about the time that – you're starting to run down. I mean, that's been the history of guys who have been the greatest goal scorers in the game. Brett Hall had 86 goals one year in his 20s, and by the time he got to his early mid-30s, he was down to about 20. Uh, you know, that's been the case. Even Wayne Gretzky, who Alex, of course, is chasing, is a guy that, you know, produced so much, getting 92 one year and, and all through his 20s was a player like we've never seen. But in his 30s, Alex hasn't beat, and it's not even close. So I, I think the hope is that especially with, as you said, the start that he had last year, uh, hopefully, you know, if there is a silver lining to going out in the first round as you've got more time to rest and get ready for the next year, <laughs> yeah. uh, that he can, he can get that kind of start. And if he does... I mean, Linnell, the exciting thing to me is that sometime next year he's going to get to 800 goals, and he'll be the he'll be the third guy to ever get there. And when he gets the next goal after 800, he'll tie Gordy Howe for second all time. When he gets the next goal after that, he's second all time. There's going to be a really fun week here in the middle for the guys <laughs> yes, who get to call sir. this stuff. So uh, I'm really, really looking forward to that. And there's no reason to think he's going to slow down anytime soon. He's a freak of nature. And I'm so glad that he's going to spend his entire career in our town. Let's hit the rewind button here and look back on this past season that was. Uh, how impressed were you just with this coaching staff and then the players themselves to be able to withstand the injuries that this team was able to withstand a season ago? They, they had that bad month of February, but then they get in the playoffs, and it looked like for a second there they were about to take down the Florida Panthers what are your expectations heading into 2022 for, for this squad? And talk about the job that the coach Peter Lavi led us done. Yeah, I mean, it was a great coaching job. There's no doubt. I mean, they had in the first half of the year so many injuries. They didn't have their optimal lineup until well into January. Uh, everybody they had hoped to see on the ice on opening night. I mean, half the year was gone. Uh, you were missing so many key pieces. So many guys had to come up from the American Hockey League. Uh, it, the fact that they stayed where they were in the standings is a tribute, certainly not only to the coaching staff, but to uh, the coaching staff in Hershey uh, and, and to have the players ready to come up and be able to fill in. And I thought they did a terrific job. Uh, and again, like you said, in the playoffs, I don't think anybody gave the Caps a chance in a one-versus-eight scenario. I never thought it was that far apart just because, I mean, the Caps were a 100-point team. But... Florida was a really good team. They're a really fast team, and 
and the Caps gave them everything they wanted. And to go to overtime in Game Six, if if you come up with a goal in Game Six and force a Game Seven, I feel like anything could have happened. Uh, but having said that, no, now this is four straight years that they've been knocked out in the first round since they won in '18. So, uh, for making the playoffs, which is no small feat in the NHL, uh, you do need to try and get on a run here at some point, and hopefully they've got one of those in them this year. Yeah, hopefully. going to be a special season for the Caps. A lot of milestones for Alex Ovechkin to hit. We can't wait to hear uh, all of your calls on that, John. I appreciate you giving me some time. Oh, uh, well, now, of course, anytime you need me, you let me know. I'll, I'll ring the bat phone. <laughs> John Walton, play-by-play voice on the radio for your Washington Capitals, joining us on the BetQL guest hotline. Bet smarter, beat the books. Download the BetQL app today, and yeah, uh, John hit on it. It's going to be a special season upcoming for the Washington Capitals, no matter how successful they are on the ice. Alex Ovechkin, as John mentioned, has the opportunity to continue to climb up the leaderboards among the best goal scorers in NHL history. Uh, Definitely look forward to watching the great eight do that. We got to take a quick timeout. On the other side of this break, we'll switch gears a little bit. Go to the other team that shares Capital One Arena, with the Washington Capitals, talking about your Washington Wizards. There's some guys that aren't playing in Summer League, and I kind of have a little bit of an issue with it. I'll tell you on the other side of this break who I'm talking about. Don't go anywhere. You listen to the fan. 37 minutes past the hour here in our nation's capital. And L. Willingham here with you on 106.7 The Fan till about 3.35 this afternoon before we hand things over to Nats Baseball. Nationals in Hotlanta tonight playing the second game of a three-game series with the Braves. Last night, just ugly, ugly, ugly stuff uh, for the Washington Nationals. Eric Fetty got lit up. Uh, the Braves homer in four times in their 12-2 win uh, over the Nationals. Hopefully, Patrick Corbin has better luck today. He's on the bump for D.C. Uh, like we mentioned, he'll be on the air right after I get off here, Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler have the call for you via the Nats radio network. Before we went to the break, talk about Summer League a little bit. And there are there are a couple Wizards that I personally feel like should be playing in this Summer League because it's important. Straight up like this. And I'm not the only one who thinks Summer League is important. The experts think it's important as well. Take a listen to this clip from Richard Jefferson, who was on NBA Today yesterday, talking about Summer League. When I went on that rant, when I went on that rant about, oh, oh, you know, uh, you know, oh, should we shorten the season? This is why a lot of these teams coddle these players. And when I say coddle the players, for example, I play the national championship game, last possible game you could. You know what I followed up? I went to the NBA finals after doing summer league. So I went finals, summer league, and then we went to the finals and I went to summer league again because my team was like, Richard, we know you just guarded Kobe in the finals, but we want to see you and Jay. Jason Collins and Brian Scalabrini. Richard, we want to see you handle the ball more. Richard, we want to see you be more of a playmaker. We want to see this. Summer League is you. Just because you were a top pick and you were all rookie team doesn't mean you don't need to be out here working again. That's where the teams, I understand injuries, I understand this, but I would say about 70%, 75% of the first round picks should be out here again after your rookie year. And that's something that the league has gotten away from, not a big fan of, because I've seen guys go from NBA Finals back on this court because you get to work on something else, improve on your game. That's Richard Jefferson talking about the importance of summer league. And for me, I took 
great exception, great offense, really, to two Wizards who I feel like damn sure need to be in Summer League right now. I talked about last year's first-round pick for the Wizards, Corey Kispert, and then our first-round pick from two seasons ago, Denny Avdia. Why aren't they playing Summer League? That, 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 that's the big question that I, that I have out there, and it frustrates me. It, it frustrates the heck out of me because this team should be trying to improve any way that they can. It should take the mindset that they have the opportunity to get better every time they step out onto the floor. I don't think this bodes well for the leadership in D.C., that Corey Kispert and Denny Avdi aren't playing. And I don't think it bodes well for them. Like, how serious are you taking your job if you think you can skip out on Summer League? What the hell have Corey Kispert and Denny Avdi have done to omit them from playing in the Summer League, especially Corey Kispert? I don't even want to say especially Corey Kispert because I, I'm, I'm disappointed in both of them equally. I don't know if it's a situation where they think they're too damn good to play in the Summer League they think they're going to get too many buckets or what. But this is the perfect time right now to go out. And these are two guys that have been in this system for a, a year now. Talking about Wes Unsell Jr.'s system and, and, and the way he wants to handle things here in D.C. These are two guys that have been in this system. You got young guys playing on this summer league team that are scratching and clawing trying to make this roster. And... This is the opportunity for you to show as two young vets that they would be on the Summer League squad. Look, this is how we do things. This is the tone and culture we're trying to set here. But right now, you got Johnny Davis Jr. out there basically flying solo. Isaiah Todd is the other big draw on the Wizards Summer League team that everybody wants to see. But I'm more so disappointed because it's not like they would have went in the Summer League and played against nobody. It's some bump. There was some legitimate bump in this Summer League. I'll read you guys off some of the names that are playing in this damn thing. And you tell me if they had better seasons than Denny Avdia and Corey Kispert. Cade Cunningham, the reigning, not rookie of the year, but former number one overall pick from this past season, is playing in Summer League with the Detroit Pistons. He shouldn't be playing. I don't see the reason in Cade Cunningham playing. He showed so much last year. And... I know the injury was a thing, but he should have been the rookie of the year. It was a tight race between him and Scotty Barnes. But dude's a killer. He could play. Sadiq Bey is playing in the summer league. We saw what, 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 what Sadiq Bey was capable of. He fried us last year on multiple occasions. Isaiah Stewart is playing in, in, in the summer league with the Pistons. Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, both lottery picks from a season ago both of whom played in the NBA Finals this past year. So they got to do it on the game's biggest stage. They didn't think it was too much to go play summer league ball. And I thought Richard Jefferson hit on it perfectly. It's too much coddling going on to these young guys. It's too much coddling. I need, I need somebody in this Wizards organization to sit Corey Kispert and Rui, and not Rui, excuse me, and Denny Avdia down and say, look, if you're not going to be playing summer league what is your plan? Now, I know and saw the tweets that, that, that said, you know, Corey Kispert is out there in Vegas, at least with the team, and was practicing with them. I don't give a damn about practice. I want to see him in game. This is an opportunity for you to do things and work on your weaknesses. For Corey Kispert, obviously one of his, his big weaknesses is creating his own shot off the bounce. 
a perfect place to work on that with no consequence and get real live game experience is the summer league. Why would you voluntarily skip out on that opportunity? It's not like, you know, the example Richard Jefferson gave. It's not like you're playing in the finals and, you know, you had to do Olympic stuff before. No. No. These guys haven't played basketball since April. May, whenever the damn season ended for the Wizards. Wasn't too late because they didn't make the postseason once again. And this is part of the reason why you don't make the postseason. You need guys like Corey Kispert ready to go come October when training camp rolls around. It's well documented what Denny Avdi is doing. He's working with the Pure Sweat fam. Drew Hanlon and company trying to get his handle right, trying to get the mechanics better on his shot. I appreciate all of that. Denny, I appreciate you trying to you know, hire a well-renowned trainer to help take your game to the next level. But you know what else will help take your game to the next level? If you were playing Summer League. If you were playing Summer League. If you got to work on your ball handling in live game scenarios. I don't give a damn about Denny Avdia's scrimmage highlights on on YouTube and Twitter. That doesn't move the needle for Linnell. Shouldn't move the uh, the, the needle for you Wizards fans out there either. Why Why is he not in Summer League? Almost cursed. Why is he not in Summer League? Because it frustrates me, especially because, like, the, the, the argument that everybody normally likes to make is, especially for these two guys, talking about Kispert and Avdia. Kispert, due to the Beal injury, played a lot of minutes last year. It did a lot of really, really good things, and it showed he is going to be a player in this league for a very long time. We don't know what his ceiling is, but the floor is high for Corey Kispert. And Tommy Shepard and company talk about it every time They speak about Kispert. He blew them away last year. They drafted this young man and didn't really have any expectations and expected that he was going to go and play in the G League, maybe. Every time I hear that, I get rubbed the wrong way about it because I'm like, well, why in the hell would you draft somebody in the first round (laughs) that you think is going to be a G League guy? You drafted somebody in the lottery who you think is going to be a G League guy. Come on. But clearly... The scouts knew better. They take Kispert. He comes in ready to play from the jump after playing under Mark Few at Gonzaga, one of the the best well-coached teams in the country. So he's got pro ability. He's got the pro mindset. He came in last year and blew them out of the water. If he played in summer league this year, you get an opportunity to see how he's improved so far this summer. What's next for Corey Kispert? What's next for Denny Avdia? And it just frustrates me because there are some legit people and kids playing in the summer league that probably shouldn't be there and that are on paper better than Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia. Yet Zaire Williams playing for the Memphis Grizzlies. He was a huge part of their rotation a season ago on a Grizzlies team that was the number two seed in the Western Conference. So don't tell me that There aren't talented guys playing in this thing. The Oklahoma City Thunder, Josh Giddey, a guy who averaged 13 points a game a season ago, six assists. He's playing in the summer league. He doesn't have to be playing in the summer league. Trey Mann, another young man who had an impressive rookie campaign, is playing in the summer league. So I'm like, why is Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia too good to play in the summer league? 
I want to hear what you guys think about this on the MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. You can get at me on Twitter and Instagram as well, at N-E-L-L underscore B-T-P. How does it make you feel that Rui Hachimura and Corey Kispert are non-participants out here in this Las Vegas Summer League? Because it's got me hot. It honestly does. It has me hot. What else has me hot is Nels Quick Clicks. We'll get to that on the other side of the break. Always have a fun time with that. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Fan. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. I may not ever get another chance to say this, so I just want to get this off my chest. It's Linnell Willingham on 106.7 The Fan. Welcome back. You know who it is. Youngest in charge movement here on 106.7 The Fan. Linnell Willingham here with you until 3.35 this afternoon before I pass the ball to Charlie Slows and Dave Jagler. They'll get you ready for Nats and Braves with Nats on deck. But Before we went to the break, I was talking about Summer League and the fact that Corey Kispert and Rui Hachimura are going to be no-shows in this Summer League. And, look, I have a major issue with it simply based off the fact that, well, two facts. One, they think their S don't stink pretty much because they obviously think that they don't have enough room to grow, that they're too good to play in this summer league. That's my, that's my big problem, my, my first takeaway. The other thing is there's so much bump in this summer league. One, just from the rookies that are in this class alone, some of the stars that, that, that are going to be born in this class alone. And then the second-year guys that are playing in this thing, we mentioned some of the names. Jonathan Kaminga, Moses Moody, Josh Giddy, Cade Cunningham. The list goes on. There's some dogs in this thing. So why would you not want to go out there and get some bump with these guys? I want to take your calls on this as well. Uh, MGM National Harbor Listener Lines, 1-800-636-1067. Twitter and Instagram, N-E-L-L underscore BTP. Let's go to Marcus and Woodbridge and see what he has to say about this. Marcus, how does this have you feeling, my man? You there, Marcus? Marcus. Marcus is having some bad phone issues there. Marcus, call back if you're still listening. Um, We'll get to some of the Twitter responses here. My man, Mo. Maurice for DC on Twitter says, Linnell, you're absolutely right. It's all about the culture. These young wizards clearly content 
They're on a team that is not expected to do anything, and these players are just falling in line to meet that expectation. Mo, I agree with you, bro. You're coming off the top rope with this. That's exactly how it feels. Because when you're trying to establish a culture and change the way you handle business and the way you operate, you got to get guys in line. And I think playing in Summer League, that's the first it's the first step to trying to establish your culture. It starts in the summer. Got Marcus and Woodbridge back on the line. Hopefully, he got his act together on the phone. Marcus, can you hear me now? Yeah, man. How you doing? I'm good, man. Tell me how you feel about this because I'm hot about it, clearly. Yeah, so so I normally I'm very, very critical of this franchise and how they do things. I actually don't have a problem with this. And I, and I can give you a couple of reasons why. Um, so I think there's different ways to develop players, right? I think summer league can be a way of developing players, but I think you also can have like individual workouts like Denny is doing and work on your game. Um, one thing I would say with Denny is he has two very, very glaring weaknesses. Um, he, he's not good going to his last dribbling, and he's a poor finisher. And so those are things he needs to work on. Does somebody help him do that? Yes, Maybe. Marcus. But yes, I also Marcus, think look, he Marcus, can. Listen, though. Listen. You okay. only can work on stuff like that in real live game simulations. The, these open runs that they're doing playing against washed up NBA vets ain't going to do anything. The summer league is, is the, the level of competition, in my opinion, is higher because these are guys fighting for the NBA lives. You can only get better finishing in game scenarios, in my opinion. I, I hear you. I hear you. So here, here goes, here goes my. Of course, um, from point, I don't think he's going to be a creator. I don't think that's who he is. I don't think he's going to be a shot creator. And I think in a summer league, the way the games are, he would be forced into that room. And I saw that last summer when he played. I don't think that's who he is. I really think he's a guy that comes on screens. You know, he's a slasher. He's a, that type of player. He's a guy that plays off of your best player. And to me, I, I would want to keep him in that role, refine that role, not put him in a situation summarily where he develops bad habits because he's trying to force shots because he's doing something that really isn't part of who he is. And so, you know, from that standpoint, I think you got to kind of pick and choose. And, and the example I give you is, you know, who won the most improved player in the NBA this past year it was John Morant. John Morant did not play summer league last year. Obviously, well, he's well, you know a superstar player and, and all that. But the point is, there, there's different players, and obviously, he found a way to work on his game without summer league. So there, there's different ways to skin the cat. I appreciate the call, Marcus. Look, I, look, it's Marcus made some good points there. Look, the thing about Kispert and Denny, like the the argument that that he made for Denny was. Well, he's working with a private trainer. Why can't you do both? Why can't you do both? Drew Hanlon makes a lot of money, too. He could travel with you to Vegas. You could be around your teammates. That's my problem. Don't put yourself above the team. That's kind of what I feel like he's doing uh, with that move. We got to get to the break here. On the other side, we'll continue to take your calls and see whether or not, you know, this is moving the needle for you guys. Does Corey Kispert and Denny Avdia missing out on Wizards Summer League bother you guys, or do you think it's okay? Tell me what you think on the other side of this break. Don't go anywhere. You're listening to The Fan. Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. 
With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month without a pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee at 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. 